this week in the parish of bourses and market structure. Encouraging results from Moscow Exchanges Group. Zorax closed down in South Africa. ASX Tech exposed and all manner of shenanigans as the CME deny that they're looking to take over SIBO. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, Episode 109. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the week's many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. CME Group denied rumours of a bid for SIBO Global Markets this week, and a $16 billion deal was apparently happening, according to the Financial Times. It was one of those brutal put-downs of the never-talk-know-nothing-about-it, good-grief-nothing-to-see-here, etc., etc., etc. genre. Quite spectacular altogether. On the macro, the biggest point to note here is how SIBO's inability to get their IR message across has left the stock becalmed for some time, somewhat unfairly. It also lacks natural predators, and a CME bid would, by the way, be one where CME mostly cannot benefit from CCP content, given SIBO's activities in single-name options. Albeit, it would also take CME big time into cash equity markets, which CME have long avoided. We shall see whether there turns out to be any truth in this rumour in the months to come. Needless to say, the analyst fraternity got their knickers in an enormous twist. Meanwhile, over in South Africa, the financial watchdog there, they've suspended the license of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange's competitor, ZARX. They were, you may recall, the first stock exchange in 58 years to be established within the Republic of South Africa. The suspension seems to result from a non-compliance with various sections of the Act relating to capital adequacy and liquidity. ZARX have 90 days to rectify the situation or face license cancellation, but clearly the brand damage is already rather immense. It was a busy week for results in the parish. All the deals were in exchange invest. The newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, let's look at some summer edited highlights. ASX's profits slipped. Plus a change there. Meanwhile, over at Moscow Exchange, they announced, well, some rather healthy operating income up 9.7%. In new markets, two items to talk about highlights this week. IFSCA, they've done a pilot run of the International Bullion Exchange ahead of an October 1st planned launch. That's in the Gift Gujarat Financial Center. Equally, the Zimbabwean Commodities Exchange is open for business, the government having officially launched the Zimbabwe Mercantile Exchange, ZMX, for agricultural trading. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Bourse bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. 
Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. Nothing finite, obviously. The SIBO not talking to CME was the biggest and most exciting non-deal of the week. Equally another non-deal, but it seems to be something that may yet happen. The National Stock Exchange of India, they're inching closer to acquiring NCDEX, the Indian Commodity Exchange, of which, of course, they were originally a co-founder. Possibly a slight issue with the S&P global takeover of IHS market. However, it seems to be as expected. The UK watchdog has begun its probe into the merger. A lot of people still getting back, of course, to the excitement about the idea that SIBO looks like takeover bait. I can't honestly say that I tend to agree with them. The analysts have been delirious, and those who only see exchange M&A have been parading their broad ignorance for days now. At least the SIBO share price has been moving up. The only tricky question remains who might bid. ICE and NASDAQ would attract antitrust. Will Deutsche Börse want to revisit their ISE experience? I doubt it. Would, frankly, the insular German Hessen authorities even let them? Apart from a paucity of plausible buyers, this idea that SIBO is about to be bid for, or what one might call a summer story. If you're still enjoying your summer and looking for something to read, don't forget, pick up a copy of my book, Victory or Death, Blockchain Cryptocurrency in the Fintech World. Equally, if you're interested in Valerian Blockchain, of which I'm the executive director, pop over there. They've got a fabulous Telegram group and also in Zazzle. We now have a merch store if you'd like to buy yourself a Valerium t-shirt or something equivalent to salute your desire to be part of the revolution. Victory or Death is available from Ingram Worldwide Distribution and you can get it on Amazon and in leading bookstores. Meanwhile, don't forget, IPO-Vid will actually be running an AMA about the book Victory or Death. That's coming up September the 14th when the IPO vid livestream returns from its summer holidays. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. In crypto land, lots of stories this week. Coinbase are building a $4 billion cash pile ahead of possible regulatory tightening and what some say could be a crypto winter. Equally, there have been all sorts of excitements around the US cryptocurrency bourse Coinbase entering the Japanese market. Elsewhere, one less market for Binance. They've pulled out of Brazil for their futures trading. And indeed, all Binance users are now finally subject to immediate KYC verification. The Financial Times paused to tell us a lot of things that you could have known, well, six months ago, a year ago, 18 months ago, if you'd been reading Exchange Invest, noting that crypto exchanges are booming for now. But of course, the problem there remains pricing. Binance is averaging trading fees of 0.03% on $6 trillion worth of transactions. 
So in other words, that's $300 per million, where the legacy exchanges are at maybe 50 cents per million. That's before the regulatory crackdown et al., which is doubtless going to come to these markets. And indeed, that was followed up in Exchange Invest this week with a very interesting story. How and why crypto exchanges are faking their trading volumes. Crypto ETPs, their fees cost up to six times more than third-party custodians. I think we can see a high-priced theme this week in crypto news across the blockchain, or at least the cryptocurrency end of the blockchain world. In products this week, SIBO, the SIBO Futures Exchange, they are listing Ameribor term 30-year futures. Those are coming on September the 13th, 2021. And Thailand Central Bank, Palestine Central Bank are amongst those considering a digital currency. In the UK, we've got a lot of stories about a central bank digital currency with a twist, given the fact that the vast majority of business goes through a real-time gross settlement in the wholesale market, understandably. A large number of people within the city of London are pushing for the idea that their central bank digital currency should actually be aimed at Foursquare at the wholesale market. Final piece of product news this week, Hong Kong exchanges. They're launching derivatives products on the new MSCI China A50 Connect Index. That will be interesting to see. The first mainland Chinese index product listed at the Hong Kong exchanges in the derivatives division. Technology news this week was completely dominated by the ASX completion of the independent review of the November 2020 equity market outage. Ultimately, well, what a cluster mess. What we all knew all along, the ASX crash had been caused by gaps in project testing as it went ahead with upgrade despite not being ready. What an absolute shambles and indeed a very embarrassing moment for the self-styled technology company, the Australian Stock Exchange Group. Johannesburg Exchange, they had a minor outage. Trading was delayed after a day of record volumes, causing a frustrated series of JSE traders to walk out as the bourse was apparently unable to trade. Meanwhile, in regulation... Lots of confusion and discussion. Can SEC's Gary Gensler offer more than tough talk? Went the Bloomberg headline. Meanwhile, Mark Cuban, the gazillionaire investor, he was slamming Gary Gensler for the complexity of SEC market rules and was asking Gensler to engage more constructively with retail investors. Career paths this week, well, one highlight, one sad lowlight, really, the passing of the former chairman of the CFTC, Philip McBride Johnson, the Johnson in the Shad Johnson Accord, which enabled the trading of single stock options. The passing of the regulatory titan, former CFTC chairman Philip McBride Johnson, is a sad event for the parish and comes at a tricky moment when the SEC appears to be trampling on the toes. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. And finally this week, what can we say about Afghanistan? Well, I'm going to quote Tim Stanley in The Telegraph. Mr. Stanley, who is an expert in American affairs and very much an Americanophile, however, has been disgusted, as most of the free world has been, by the antics of the Biden presidency in the course of the last week. And I quote Tim Stanley's zinger of a statement. 
the old establishment, the Democrats and Republicans who intervened and surged in Afghanistan are just not that competent. It was they who committed America to building a foreign democracy in the midst of a civil war, a tall order for a nation that can't even free Brittany Spears. And on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young. Thank you for listening to this, the 109th episode of the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast. I wish you a great week in life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our program, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.